message I'm going to share, uh, it's not an easy word to swallow because uh, I felt in my heart not to share this uh, because my flesh was saying people will be offended if you share. Uh, this is not easy. Uh, but I have to allow the Spirit of God to be led. I am not here as your pastor to give you ear-tingling message so that everything will go well and so that you can... I am not your cheerleader. You know, I am not at all. First of all, I don't know how to do cheerleading thing. So, so I am here to share the good news. And sometimes good news, uh, it's not necessarily ear-tingling. Sometimes good news can be a little bit challenging. But I... I believe God is going to help us to receive everything. And uh, I believe, um, before that, I want to share this little joke. There are three religious truths everyone should understand. The Jews do not recognize Jesus as their Messiah. Protestants do not recognize Pope as their leader of the Christian faith. And Christians do not recognize each other when they see them in their liquor store. <laughs> Uh, okay, and uh, brother, liquor store is closed. I pray that it will stay closed for a long time. Amen. Lift up your Bibles and say this after me. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, influence me this morning. Influence me this morning. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will really, really speak to us. I just want to step out of your way and have your way in us and through us. And I pray that you'll anoint me. I pray that the words will be directed by you. And it will bring clarity. It will bring strength, edification encouragement, comfort at the end of the day that the church will be equipped and walk in the full mature of Christ. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. The title is very simple, How to Decode God's Promises. How do we decode God's promises? Everyone has got promise. Yes, everyone yes. has got promise. Everyone received a promise. And I remember I have received several promises. In We have a journal, actually two journals. We write down the promises of God and, the, and, and we also have another journal. We have written down the miracles and the breakthroughs. So me and my wife, we are recording this. It's so beautiful. If you don't have a, a journal like that, I encourage you to do something or even write down the promises of God and in a three by five or a, or try to laminate it, put it on wherever in the bathroom mirror or in the fridge or in the somewhere where you re-see it, see it again and again. But every time when we receive a promise of God, we have this uh, uh, very, uh, very uh, difficult understanding to interpret the promise of God. We immediately take the promise of God and try to interpret with our own understanding. For example, it's not up in the screen. It will come later part. Uh, for example, uh, you know, the Lord said to Mary, uh, highly favored. And sometimes we take that word favor, uh, don't show it there yet, Peter. <laughs> sometimes we, we take that uh, favor word and we think, oh, now everything is going to go well. And now it's all going to go, now promotion upon promotion, now this is going to go well. And that's the problem with you know, understanding the promise of God. We kind of interpret in our flesh Way. So we're going to take some time to unlock this and learn how to decode God's promises from the spirit-led way. So it's up in the screen. You can see it. We are a tripod creation. We are a body, soul, and spirit. I need three volunteers here. If you can come and stand here. All the three brothers are here. That would be really beautiful. No, if the three brothers are there. Okay, wonderful. 
and uh, if you can stand behind me that will be good so we are a tripod creation so i will uh, take this mic move around a little bit uh, i think you can see all so a body say i am a body no sorry <laughs> repeat this after me i am a spirit i have a soul i live in a body come on church i don't hear you but i believe that you are saying this i am a spirit i have a soul i live in a body so we are a tripod being body talks about the five senses hear touch smell taste and see can you do that hear touch smell taste and see so this is you know this you learned this in the 5th grade so so if you forgot it it's okay and emotions have three things mind uh, sorry the soul has got three things mind what do you do with the mind you think and you have emotions what do you do with the emotions you feel and and you have will what do you do with the will you make decisions and the center part of the uh, the soul is the will okay we'll come to that in a minute and then you have something called spirit okay we are a spirit being the secular world says you don't have a spirit all you have is a soul whatever the body is craving you just do that so that's what it 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 tells you so spirit you have three kinds of spirit you have a human spirit you have god spirit and you have also devil spirit that's why we have the spirit of discernment we didn't have a soul of discernment we have the not the body of discernment we have the spirit of discernment to know what's going on it's one of the gifts god gives so now make a line in the front now come in the front here yeah 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 and uh, you go at the back stephen no you stay here my friend okay so now when a person when you see a person you don't see that person's spirit you don't see that person's soul you don't see the you only see the person's body so when people look at kranti they don't see kranti show me your soul they don't say that you know show me your spirit it's the what's manifested through his body it's a sign what he is led with remember this is the weakest link in the whole chain this is the weakest link why it is taken from the dust it goes back to the dust this is the weakest link and this is the link the weakest link the enemy tried to sneak in and try to use this weakest link to contaminate the spirit being remember who you are you are a spirit being so if you're taking notes write it down you are a spirit being so the spirit being can be contaminated what happened when the enemy comes in the weakest link that's what it came to our great 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 grandmother eva you know and he came and she came and said hey can you look at the fruit what it do it used that weakest part of your human being and said look what is that it looks nice so what happened instead of the soul leaning from the spirit to gain understanding it leaned from the flesh to gain understanding the soul is very neutral you know it's very neutral it has it it doesn't have any comp- anything by itself it either receives from the body or it receives from the spirit if it receives from the body it receives from the flesh it becomes a fleshly person that's why people say hey you say you are a christian but the way you lead your life it's not very christ like have you heard that statement you say you are a christian you know there is a guy called you know yesu padam in tamil it means jesus feet 
but this Jesus feet is always going to Tasmak. You know, wine shop. So people say, you call yourself Yesu Padam, feet of Jesus, but you are walking towards liquor store. Amen. In Kerala, they have wines called Bedasta wines. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they need more divine touch. You know, but anyway, but this is the thing. You know, so the Yesu Padam is walking towards Bedasta wines. So this is the problem. What is the problem? This, it's not led by the spirit. The soul received whatever that is craving in the flesh and the soul is saying oh that's what I am craving okay it makes sense I feel good I need to do it and that's what many times we do with the promises we take the promises instead of asking what the spirit is saying we immediately check with what's going on in our body and we try to implement into that and that's become a biggest challenge right now. People are so confused. Why God gave me a promise, but it's not fulfilling. So what happened? Even Abraham, God gave him a promise. Hey, I will make your descendants like stars. He looked down. Hmm, stars? I'm 100 years old. Nothing going on. So instead of asking the spirit, the flesh, the weakest link gave an idea. Hey, how about my servant? And as a man, he was like, you know, he lives in the old covenant. <laughs> you know, in the new covenant, one plus one is one. Say this after me. One plus one, one is one. In the old covenant, one plus one is two. Okay. In the new covenant, one plus one is one. Okay. So now you're, some of you are thinking, I wish I'm in the old covenant. But anyway, the problem with the old covenant, I'll tell you. Instead of asking the spirit what Abraham took the promise, put it in the fleshly way, and today we are still paying the price for it. Hello? You hear what I'm saying? Still we are paying the price for it. Why? Because the promises of God can never be actualized by what the flesh says, but only be led by the spirit. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. So, now, every time when God speaks, He speaks a promise. He speaks a word. He, you know, he breathes word over us. Every time when God speaks, these are the three things. Right? It's up on the screen. Write it down or take a picture, cut my face out, whatever you do. We receive it in the spirit. We receive it in the spirit. We interpret or process it in the soul and we apply it in the flesh. But this is the challenge. Many times we don't do this same way. Why? Because the sin came inside and the fall has produced a gap between the spirit, the spiritual being and the flesh. And that's why this world has two words, sacred and secular. You know, in the mind of God, there is no such thing called sacred and secular. In the mind of God, when he created, he didn't say, Monday to Friday, it's human. Saturday is for devil, Sunday is for me. God never created like that. It's us who made. Why? Because there was a separation. Because of the separation, what happened was man tried to understand everything from the flesh. And the trauma of understanding God's word and his promises put an immense toll on humanity. And thus came the formation of religion. Still man trying to use, come close to God with his senses. To hear, touch, smell, taste and see. God can use these senses. But primarily, this is the next one. Primarily God speaks through his written word. What is the written word? That's the Logos. 
That's the Bible. That's the written word. This is how God speaks. He speaks through the written word. And then through his spoken word. What is the spoken word? That is the rhema word. They don't contradict one another, but they actually complement one another. What does that mean? How do you know the rhema word? It's through relationship. That's why time spent with God, I've said this many times, time spent with God is never a waste of time. So what happens when you, or take this away, Tambi. So he speaks through the written word. He also speaks through the spoken word. And also he, he speaks through his people. Okay, the Bible says in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. And then he he also speaks through using circumstances. But the first and most important way he speaks is through his word. And then he speaks through the spoken word. That's the relationship. And then comes the multitude of counselors and he uses the circumstances. But as a soulish person, who's led by the flesh, who don't have time to spend with God, will always look for circumstances, signs and wonders. That's why they, they say, I saw a lemon in front of my door, brother. Something God is doing. My windows were shaking. Something God is doing. Windows are shaking not because God is doing something. It's because window has to shake when the wind blows and when there is no latch on it. Hello? And we live in a country of superstition where people throw lemons in front of their doors. And doesn't mean something is wrong. Hello, you find a lemon in front of your door, take it, make a juice, because we live in summer time. Amen? Lemon juice are good for you. So don't superstitiously fall into every sign has become, oh, something is God is doing. Why? Because that person is not led by the Spirit, he is led by what he sees, what he hears, what he smells, what he tastes, and he is guided by the emotional feeling and this thing and he doesn't allow the spirit to influence or the spirit to guide and that's the tragedy of many Christians the tragedy of many Christians is they received the word of God they received the promises of God but they never allowed the spirit to lead them into the promise that he has promised they have taken the promise and they applied it on their own way you know Next slide, it's there. I've written down these things. When God speaks, he speaks in his own native language. What is his own native language? It is called the truth. Amen? But when Satan speaks, he uses also his own native language. What is that native language? It's called lies. And how do you differentiate the lies and the truth? Lies and truth will be differentiated by this gift of spirit of discernment. And that's why God has given this gift of spirit of discernment. Not everything, we have a saying in Tamil, not everything that is white is a milk. Hello? And sometimes that's what happens. We kind of think everything is good. This guy is doing this, this is doing doing that. So we fall into this trap and we realize that is not what we see. You know, that's what I want to encourage you to allow the spirit of discernment to teach you to find out the truth. And this is what I wrote down here. Satan did two things very cunningly. In the east, he said there is God everywhere. So men are searching for God everywhere. Do you know that? Right now in India, we have 330 million gods. I don't know which genius counted it, but somebody counted it. 330 million. That's almost one God for every American person who lives in America, excluding the illegal aliens. So, (laughs) you know, for every American legal citizen, there is one God from India. That's incredible, isn't it? 330 million. Satan made a lie. That's why India is a nation of so many gods. 
And you know what Satan did? In the West, he said there is no God. So there, therefore, men have become gods. That's called humanism. Go to the Western countries, you, you tell them there is a spirit, they would rather believe a drunk person than a person who is saying about something about spirit. Why? Because humanism, what is humanism? God is marginalized, man is on the driving seat, he wants to do what he wants to do. Today everything is about my feeling, the world revolves around me and slowly that is creeping into this higher class and the lower middle class and the middle class families in India, it's creeping into this new generation churches even. What I feel, look at our songs, it's all about I feel, this is what I feel, how I sing. That's why I have a, such a, uh, interest on the old hymns, it's, it's not about me, it's about him. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to take a few minutes to talk about, uh, give you two examples, two promises God gave. One from the Old Testament, one from the New Testament. God gave a guy, a small shepherd boy, he said, you are a man after my own heart. You know, sometimes we take this word like that and it's like, wow, I'm man after God's own heart. That means I am, I am free from challenges, free from all the pain, free from all the, you know, disasters. I am only seeing promotion and glory and double portion of honor and fame. That's exactly did not happen in the life of David. Exactly opposite happened. So I wrote down here few scriptures. I want you to Please take a note, this is very important because this will challenge your worldview. Okay, David was called a man after God's own heart. Look, man after God's own heart. This is what happened, first one. Why my dad doesn't even bring me in front of the prophet? Do you know that? When prophet came to anoint David, find the, the person to anoint, David brought, sorry, David's father, Jesse, you know, the J- guy Jesse, he brought all the sons and not even, it's the prophet has to ask, is there anybody else remaining in your family? Yeah, 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 one guy, sheep. That's why many scholars believe that when Psalmist, uh, when David wrote Psalms 51, he wrote, in my sin, my mother conceived me because Jesse believed that David was an illegitimate son. Can you imagine that living in that shame? God calls this guy, you are a man after my own heart. If, you, if I'm a man after my own heart, I should be given the prominent place. Not like my dad has to be like, forget, I am existing. Look, sometimes promises of God will put you in a place where you don't even, you are way far from the reality of what's going on. But are you going to hold on? Look, second one, man after my own heart. My brothers are so jealous and angry at me. I was just bringing them food. The Bible says, and if you read 1 Samuel 17, 28, the Bible says this elder brother got so angry. In the James Version it says he burned with anger. Hello? The moment you receive the promise of God, people around you sometimes will be so jealous. Don't think, oh, why I got the promise? Why I am going through challenges? Look, that's what happened in the in, in life of David. We don't have time. We're running fast because few more materials to cover. Man after my own heart. Why Saul, who's supposed to be happy, is now jealous? You remember the story? He goes and kills the Goliath. He takes his own sword of Goliath and kills the head. Takes the head of him. You know, very graphic. Of course, it's Old Testament. And then he comes back, and these ladies started singing. 
you know Saul killed only 10,000 David killed 10,000 you know Saul killed only 1,000 David killed 10,000 and that's that then the, the king looked at the ladies they were all praising David and from an from a zero he became a national hero from obscurity became national spotlight what happened Saul became jealous hello the moment you receive the promises of God sometimes you will be going through a season of jealousy around you are you willing to endure that are you willing to just go through that pain are you going through that suffering to see the promises of God are you going to take shortcuts look at this man after my own heart my own wife despised me when I was dancing before the Lord <laughs> look here the king is dancing and worshipping the Lord. His wife is saying, this guy is a lunatic. Look, man after my own heart, my own men that I raised them want to stone me. You know who are those the men? They were the three kinds of men who are in debt, distress and discontent. You know, you watch 3D movie now, but David watched 3D movie 4,000 years ago. <laughs> You know, the first 3D experience, it's not you, it's David. Debt, discontent and distress. First Samuel 22-22 says, those three people, he rescued them. They were so messed up bunch of bozos. He turned them into mighty men. But then the enemies came and took over his wives and kids, all of them. And these men, the very men, he raised them up from bozos to mighty men, now wants to stone them. Look at that. Look, man after my own heart. Now he is going through, about to be stoned. Look at this one. Next one. Why my brother like Jonathan wants to betray me? You see, seldomly in the church we don't talk about this. We talk about Jonathan and David as a big buddies. But let me tell you this. Many scholars agree with what I am trying to say. This Psalms 41.9 says, you know, it's, can you read Psalms 41.9? Psalms 41.9. Okay, please, Kiranti, fast. Yes. Huh? Yeah. Even my own familiar friend. In whom I trusted. In whom I trusted. Who ate my bread. Who ate my bread. Has lifted up his heel against he me. He lifted up his heel against me. Many scholars believe this is, a, this is penned by David regarding Jonathan. You know what happened? Let me tell you this. I'll give you this. Uh, logic behind what I am trying to share. See, Jonathan is a rightful hire after Saul. But Jonathan knew that God has chosen David. Okay? So, here is Saul wants to kill David. If Saul kills David, guess who is going to be the king? Jonathan. But if Jonathan is close to David and David kills Saul. David becomes second in charge because he is now close to David. It's both sides is a win-win situation for Jonathan. And that's why David penned this. He said, even my old close friend who dipped bread with me. Hello? It's like you're eating together and you're having fellowship together. And some of you say going through this process of betrayal, someone walked closely with you, who learned, you, you shared your deep little secrets and now they are betraying. Are you going to hold on to the promises of God? Look at this one. Man after my own heart, my son wants to dethrone me. Who was that son? Absalom. 
You know, Absalom wants to dethrone. Read this Second Samuel. That's why I wrote down all the scriptures. You will read for yourself all the scriptures. This David, he received the promises, but it was so far from realizing that promise. Look what's happening. His son Absalom would come and sit in the front of the city gates and have everybody kiss the finger. That's what Pope got it. Kiss the finger. Kiss the finger. And he would say, if I was given the judge in this nation, I would do this very fully. I will do this differently. And the Bible says, Absalom stole the hearts and minds of people. And listen, and this Absalom... Moreover, Absalom yeah. would say, yeah. Oh, that mm-hmm. I were made judge in uh-huh. the land, yeah. and everyone who has any suit or case mm. would come to me, then I would give him justice. Wow. Look at this next one. We don't have time. And you know, why my son brought shame by sleeping with my concubines? You know, there was a guy called Ethiopian. Do you know who is Ethiopian? I'm, we're running out of time. I need to run fast. You know, um, Ethiopian was actually a legal advisor to David. And who is Ethiopian? Ethiopian is a grandfather of Bathsheba. Unresolved issues was there. And Bathsheba's father was Eliam. Eliam's father was Ethiopian. I'm not talking about Harry Potter story. Don't look at me like that. This is in the Bible. It's really, read that scriptures, then you will find out. 2 Samuel 23, 34. No need to read. But this guy they had unresolved issues. He saw his, how his granddaughter was taken out. He was a Hittite, not Israelite. He was a Hittite. And how Uriah was killed, how it happened, all these things. And he looked at this. The bitterness was there, but David kind of took him inside. And look what happened. And when Absalom wanted to become king, Ethiopia now tells your father actually slept with my granddaughter secretly. Now I'm going to give you an advice. Take all your father's concubines. Go to the rooftop. Show a public show. Can you imagine? This is for a person who has said by the Lord, you are a man after my own heart. What's my point? I'll come to this. Man after my own heart. Even though I help Saul's family, why this guy is cursing me? Look at the Second Samuel 16. This guy comes and curses. Saul actually helps the guy called Bismillaboth. You know, not Bismillabath. You know, some of you are thinking like, oh man, uh, it's not Bismillabath, it's Bismillaboth. And this guy actually was helped by David, but family of Saul is cursing him. My friend, hang on with me. I'm going to tie this all together. I'm going to give you another example. This is in the Old Testament. The New Testament, one fabulous example is Mary. Mary received the beautiful angelic visitation and God said to Mary, Mary, you are a woman who are highly favored of the Lord. Can you imagine somebody shows up to you? An angel shows up, knock the door. Angel doesn't need to be knocking the door because angel can walk through the door. And imagine you're praying and the angel shows up and Pratyavraj, you are a highly favored of the Lord. Vasant, Vasant, no? Vishwanath. Hmm? Patrick has got so many names, I don't know. Hmm? Rockstar. Hmm? You are highly favored of the Lord. Amen. And imagine this. Look, look at this. I have written down this. You will, you will be shocked what, what's going around here. Mary got this promise, highly favored of the Lord. Look, why my fiancé think I cheated on him? 
this is what matthew 190 says because joseph really wants to put her away because he doesn't want to publicly um, ashamed her highly favored the lord of the lord why people think i messed up highly favored of the lord why there is death warrant on my son highly favored the lord why all the stars and angels show up but no place to give birth can you imagine god arranged everything but he forgot to make a booking reservation on a hotel he arranged everything stars show up have you ever led by a star now we are led by gps and that too our indian gps one day i was driving in kerala with my in-laws and it says we were go- trying to go to this reserve where there are waterfalls and we were driving driving and went to a bush and it says you are arrived and there are no more roads there also we are in the middle of the bush we arrived and uh, and that's what happens imagine you are not led by the star and imagine you are led by the star the shepherds came the wise men not three guys the bible never said three they brought three gifts the bible says there was a group the many scholars believe there was a group of people and they gave three things gold frankincense and myrrh they worshiped my goodness everything is arranged in certain way but they forgot god purposefully there was no room the bible says there was no room for joseph and mary to deliver their baby they end up staying in cow shed why highly favored cow shed highly favored cow shed doesn't look like a rhythm that goes matching you know highly favored why should i flee to egypt highly favored my other sons and daughters don't follow and believe him read john 7:5 you will see this even this brothers don't believe in him highly favored why religious people hate him so much highly favored why my son said who is my mother brother and sisters imagine that highly favored why one day everyone said osanna and the other day say crucify him can you imagine what goes through the mind and the mother of uh, someone who received the promise of god a highly favored highly favored why he said john take care of you my mom highly favored why he didn't show up to me when he rose up from the dead but to the other mary do you know that the bible never records jesus showed up to his mother we believe jesus was there among the disciples because he told john he is your mom take care i we believe that jesus must have been show when he showed up mary would have been there but purposefully mary jesus did not show up to his mom he showed up to this lady who's called mary who had demon possessed god set her free can you imagine what's going on through this what's my point i want to share this with you it's i know we are running out of time I want to share this with you. Sometimes when we receive the promise of God, we interpret through our flesh with what we see, what we hear, what we feel and we kind of think, oh this has to happen in this way, this has to happen in this way. But sometimes God allows this process to be led in the spirit so that Christ can be formed in us. Amen. Amen. I'll give you one example with this we'll finish turn with me to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16 is a beautiful verse. We're going to read from verse 16 uh, from 13 to all the way to um to 22 and you know the scriptures scriptures and this is a story is where in the Caesarea Philippi. I'll give you the sh- summary of it. We don't have time to read and uh, it's up in the screen. The summary of it is the Caesarea Philippi that uh, that the children of uh, sorry not the children of israel i mean jesus and his disciples are walking through and jesus asked his disciples who do you people say i am and 
people said you are jonah you are jeremiah you are a prophet everybody was saying something and then jesus stopped and say who do you think i am and peter the bible says simon peter okay and peter he blurted out and he said god jesus you are the son of god the messiah and this is what jesus records this so beautifully you know jesus replied in verse 17 you know jesus replied you are favored i'm reading from the passion version jesus replied you are favored and privileged simon son of jonah for you did not discover this up by your own but my father in heaven has supernaturally revealed to you this is amazing no and then verse 18 it says i will build my church now what is the church i'll explain to you in a minute he said you are highly favored simon son of jonah the word simon means someone who hears and jonah means dove hello someone who you heard the holy spirit has said this come on say hallelujah someone who heard the holy spirit that's why jesus said simon son of jonah simon the someone who heard the holy spirit that's what revealed to you and jesus gave him the greatest compliment the next words i will build my church he didn't say i will build my synagogue hello he didn't say i'll build my temple because those are all religious institution he said i'll build my church what is a church church is a legislative assembly that represents another government on earth to model it to people so that they can follow this government Amen. 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 That's why Jesus prayed this prayer and taught the disciples on earth as it is in heaven. Come on church, I know we are running little late, mm-hmm. but bear with me. I'm about to wrap it down. So, Peter got all puffed up. Wow, I'm bringing the new government. Look at verse few verses later Jesus now reveals to him, "Hey, man, from this day onwards the Bible says Jesus began to clearly reveal his disciples that he has to be destined to go to Jerusalem suffer injustice from the elders leading priests and religious scholars he also explained that he would be killed and 3 days later to be raised life again now this legislative assembly took that's church peter you know peter means rock he was simon you know god gave him a nickname called peter and peter took him aside to correct him privately now the church is correcting that's why many times if jesus walks up to your church many church will not even recognize jesus because they now went in a different form now he reprimanded jesus can you imagine you are correcting jesus huh? over and over saying god forbid master spare yourself you must never let this happen to you if jesus was doing this in the 21st century peter was there in the 21st century peter would have said like this I just now opened a Facebook fan account for you. Instagram profile is rising up. You have almost 100,000 followers. Your your YouTube channel has got 5 million people. Every time you say something there is 2 million people liking your status. You want to go to heaven? What is this? You know, we have funds coming in. You put your donation button give 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 it's coming on keep on coming we are boating we just bought a uh, 100 acres of land we want to build a huge campus jesus university hmm that's would have been the peter's uh, reprimand to jesus look what jesus said to 23 this is what i'm tying it up jesus turned to peter and said get out of my way you satan hello okay, let me pause here few verses before God calls Peter you are going to build I'm going to build my church on you now God says to the same church 
What is the name now the church got? Satan. This is a tragic end for many churches. That's you and me. If we don't do it God's way. What's our name? Get out of me, you Satan. Look at this. You are an offense to me because your thoughts, remember, soul, we talked about it. Your thoughts are only filled with man's viewpoint. That's the flesh. Not with the ways of God, the spirit. Can you get, get, can you get my point? Hello? Say amen. I don't see, I don't see your faces. I see four faces here. You know, they are shivering because it's AC, so, you know. And, but, say amen. 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 So, Jesus turned to Peter and said, Get out of me, my way, Satan. You are an offense to me because your thoughts are only filled with man's viewpoints and not with the ways of God. Today, God looks some of the church and say, You are an offense to me. You took the promise, you did it on your own way. You took the promise where God calls us, Get out of my way. I want to be not in hindrance, but a channel where God can function. Amen. 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 Remember, I wrote down these four things. It's not up on the screen. It's super easy to take God's word and interpret in a fleshy way. Number two, God is not against soul. Number three, God created soul and he put it in us. Number four, God is against the soul, that which is led by the flesh. God is not against soul, but God is against the soul, that which is led by the flesh. That's why it's so important to guard your soul. And that these are the four or five timeless truths. We're going to quickly write, down, write it down. Mary didn't quit the process. Through Jesus, humanity was brought close to God. When she received the favor of the Lord, he didn't say, Oh man, this favor sucks. I'm going through, I have to give birth. You know, when I was teenage, I have to explain my pregnancy to my friends. I have to explain, I have to prove that I'm innocent to my fiancé. He's doubting, doubting me. I have to flee from that place, go and hide with my cousin in, in, in another town because the shame I have gone through, this favor I don't want. She didn't quit the process. Because she didn't quit the process, through Jesus, humanity, that's you and me, was brought close to God. Amen. Amen. Number two, Mary endured the shame, suffering, loss, animosity, so you and me can be included in God's family. Amen. Amen. Isn't it amazing? Today you and me are part of the God's family because one lady received the promise of the Lord, not led by the flesh, but the spirit. Today you could be, I could be involved in the, my father's, into God's family. Amen. Amen. Number three, God never wastes you are hurt. David was open for God's dealing in his life. You may have had a bad past, bad present, but doesn't mean it will end up bad. You know, this is what beautiful thing happened. David had a struggling past. He was alone in the, in the wilderness. He had a very challenging lifestyle. Betrayal, very dysfunctional family, own son trying to kill him. Horrible mess. His, his own morality was questioned. It was horrible stuff. But look what happened. The beggars, they looked at Jesus and said, Oh, son of David, have mercy on us. You know what does that mean? It just basically means, out of this mess, God can produce the hopeful message of Christ becoming our life. 
Amen. 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 Look at this. Oh, son of David. He didn't say, oh, son of you know, Solomon. Oh, the most wisest man. Oh, son of Samuel. Oh, son of prophet Isaiah. No, oh, son of David. Out of this mess, God, you have made a provision for us. So today, we can find life in you. Amen. Amen. I'm preaching good. Say amen to that. Amen. Number four, the way to the crown is through the cross. I wrote down here, no glory without suffering. Number five, tests always precedes triumph. Amen. You want to be triumphful? God wants to encourage you. There are tests in front of you. My friends, this is what I want to wrap it up. God's promises can only be attained in the full measure when, not, when we don't allow the flesh to lead us, but to be led by the Spirit. Amen? Amen.